And good morning and welcome to the show. The Back Nine Boys Golf Show is brought to you by Mizuno Golf. Reach beyond. By Palms Resort. Try their new place to gather and eat at Sago. By Club Car, the global leader in golf utility and fun personal vehicles. By Bridgestone Golf. Play the ball that fits you. And by RSM, proud sponsor of the RSM Classic, giving back to our communities. On the show today, it's all about RSM. We'll talk with Todd Thompson, tournament director of the RSM Classic here at Sea Allen. Then we'll talk with RSM's chief marketing officer, Andy Bozeman, about their record charity donation that's going to push their total above the $25 million mark. And then finally, Brandon Veal, the director of golf at Sea Island, will tell us how to play the Sea Island courses over this weekend in order to score and what the wind might do. But first up is Todd Thompson, tournament director of the RSM Classic. Good morning, Todd, and welcome to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Good morning, Rich. How are you today? I am fine. You are extremely busy this week, uh, but you've got an un- you've had an unbelievable great field for the RSM. We sure did. Um, lots of top names played. Uh, of course, the local um, group of guys that play here um, always makes our field strong. But um, great to see some of the names we have on the leaderboard start going into uh, Saturday morning. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I've been watching the play for the last two days. Adam Scott making his first appearance at the RSM. He said he was going after his 20th win, um, and he made the cut. He sure did. He um, you know, had a really good first round, as, as a lot of players did. And then yesterday the winds kicked up, and our uh, stroke average changed from – um, both golf courses went up by four shots from Thursday to Friday due, due to the winds we had yesterday. It is amazing to me how much the wind affects the golf courses. I think more seaside than plantation, but yesterday, as I was watching on plantation, it seemed to affect both courses as equally. Yeah, the wind direction we had yesterday out of the northeast, when you get um, an early start on the front nine on plantation, you're playing three, four, and five, almost dead in the winds. And, you know, forward being a 600-plus-yard par 5, and you got to end of the win with bunkers and, and hazards to negotiate it. It makes it pretty tough. Yeah. How busy is this week? I know it's busy for you and, and the entire staff, but it's also extremely busy for Davis, who also is trying to make the cut, which he did, at his own tournament. Oh, sure. You know, Davis, is, as, as you know, and hopefully a lot of other people know, he's, he's a giving man, and, and he doesn't say no to anybody to – do interviews or outings or, you know, stop by to say hello to the executives from different companies. And it is a very busy week. I mean, you know, he was in, he was actually in the merchandise tent with us last night, helping clean up and get things ready for today. So he's, he's a, he's a doer and that's, that's just the way kind of person he is. It's just kind of hard for him. It seems to me to concentrate on trying to make the cut at a golf tournament with all the other activities that are going on. For sure, it's got to be a distraction. But you know, Davis is Davis, and uh, he, he's very, obviously very talented. has a, has had a great career, and he he can still golf his ball. And you know, when he's injury free, he's he's he, you know he's a force. Yeah, I was talking to his father-in-law this week as we were walking around the golf course, and he was telling me that Davis just is not one of those guys that can just sit back, push up the recliner, and do nothing. That is correct. I mean, literally, was working <laughs> here till last night, and. His granddaughters are running around, and then just a great family atmosphere, as I mentioned in our little concert the other night. So it's great to see him and his family and everybody engaged and the whole community engaged in our tournament. 
I'll bet you it was nice to have the concert back after uh, last year and have the events that you normally have. Tell us some of the other events that the pros have had this week besides the tournament. Well, we did wiffle ball on Tuesday night, which is a neat deal where a player wives association play against the uh, their husbands. And then we involved there some community and, and young kids in, in that. Um, you know, that's a great deal. Um, you know, we have our pro-am parties, so, the, you know, the, the players have to play in the pro-ams on Monday and Wednesday. Um, so, it's you know, it's a full week for them. Uh, we did the charity putting contest where we use a number of players um, that come out and do a putting contest with the Boys and Girls Clubs and the Special Olympic Athletes, which is a great deal. We raised $120,000 in that this year. Wow. Of course, meet the pros that you hosted um, for the uh, Rotary Club here in town. Uh, we had three players up there to answer questions from from your interviews. Yeah, uh, they were great. I mean, they were just they were very candid. They were upfront and they were very transparent, which I love. Your son Davis was in the field. He didn't make the cut. Uh, the wind obviously affected a lot of folks. Did you have a chance to go out during your busy schedule to watch him play at all? I saw him play a few holes here and there. He had a really good start on Thursday, and then during the middle of the round, um, had a had a um, ball go out of bounds on the fifth hole, and um, and just kind of struggled for a little bit. But then, really, had a great back nine yesterday. Uh, I think he was one or two under the back nine. And comparison to the field, it was pretty good. But you know, you got to put them all together, and that's what the, that's why these players are so good. You can't have one good nine holes and, and feel like you can compete with these guys. You got to. 72 really good holes Yeah, guys do every single week, and it's it's impressive. Were you surprised at all, Todd, by the low scores on Thursday, especially tying the course record at 10-under on Seaside? No, because the way the golf courses are set up or the way our tournament's set up is you have to have to do one setup for two golf courses that have to stay the exact same way for two days because you know they flip-flop. Right. So the weather forecast we knew was going to be very tough Friday, so they had to set the golf course up Thursday in preparation for Friday. So, you know, there weren't the um, – it was just set up for the wind, and so we had no wind on Thursday, which they knew was going to happen. And, you know, you get these guys that are so talented, they get dialed right. in, and right. uh, and the greens are absolutely perfect. You know, Dylan and his staff have done unbelievable with the yeah. golf course. And so you get good greens, talented players, you're going to have low scores. Tell us a little bit more. Some of our listeners may not, and a lot of them do know, about the Davis Love Foundation. So the foundation was started, obviously, by Davis and Robin um, uh, before the tournament got started, but the tournament's been around since 2010. And, you know, the main focus on our foundation is um, children and families in need. So we contribute to the Special Olympics. We contribute to First Tee, communities and schools, um, a lot of, um, you know, Second Harvest in town, uh, Boys and Girls Club, and it's it's great to raise the money and what um, I'm not gonna steal Andy's thunder, but what they presented the other day from their Birdies for Love program was was outstanding, and all that money just goes to not just local, majority is local, but also nationwide to to various charities. Yeah, we're gonna talk to Andy about that. I mean, it's incredible what they've done. A, a couple of our local pros, Zach Johnson, uh, are in the hunt. How special would it be? to have one of our locals win the RSM Classic. That would be, it would be phenomenal. Yeah. Not to take anything away from other players <laughs> that are in the running, but, you know, Zach's there. You know, Russell Henry lives close by. You got um, um, Keith Mitchell is in the, is in the mix. Yeah. Um, 
Matt Kuchar's in the mix. You know, whoever, any of those players have a good round of day can definitely jump in contention for tomorrow. And, you know, if you throw up, I was just out on the golf course, and if it stays like it is right now, three under will be an outstanding golf score today. Yeah, the wind is picking up just a little bit more. Todd, thanks for uh, taking time during the busy uh, weekend that you've got, and appreciate it, and uh, good luck this weekend. Coverage. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Next up is coming up is RSM's Chief Marketing Officer, Andy Bozeman, and we'll be right back on the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Stay with us. Hi, this is Davis Love III, and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. Our next guest is uh, Andy Bozeman of RSM, the Chief Marketing Officer. Good morning, Andy, and welcome to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Rich, how are you? I'm great. Um, Unbelievable weather on Thursday and great temperature yesterday, but a little bit more wind than I think some of the guys might have expected. Yeah, you bet. I was going to talk to you this morning from sitting outside here, but I about blew away, so I decided I needed to come <laughs> in. It's uh, it, it got blustery to say the least yesterday, but um, you know, I don't know about you, but every time I play those courses, it's howling. So it was kind of nice to see the pros have to take it on the way I have to approach it. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to several members, and you know, they always say, "Boy, I hope the." pros get some wind and some cold temperatures because we always play it with wind we want to see how they score there we go yeah and they still scored a whole lot better but it was at least nice to see them not um you know it was great to see thursday and i think it was fun to see the low rounds coming out and really yeah. the guys starting to move around and you know a little field compression yesterday and i think we'll see a little bit more today well, the RSM has raised over $22 million so far uh, that has served children and families right here in need in our community. Tell us what you think this year is going to be. Well, you know, we, um, so we announced Thursday from the RSM side with our Birdies for Love program, $4.8 million wow. uh, that our clients and employees raised to the program this year. So that, along with some other stuff, is already going to push us probably, I'm going to guess, north of $28 million by the time Jeez. you add in um, the proceeds from the tournament and all the great things that the, the foundation does here in the community. So it's just, you know, Rich, it's incredible to think about um, not only the amount, um, but the impact that that money has, whether you speak to the folks at the Boys and Girls Club, Special Olympics, community and schools. And honestly, it impacts more than 90 organizations all across the U.S. and Canada through the program. And those stories of impact are just absolutely incredible. And you really see the difference um, that being involved in giving back to your communities can make. Yeah, I'm, I know it's special to be able to do this. And you're up at $28 million, which is incredible for y'all. But your company, RSM, your employees, your staff, just really get behind this program. And it's just really cool to see it all come around. Yeah, no, it's great. And so, you know, what I would share is, um, you know, Victoria and Andrew um, are national leaders. Uh, Victoria was saying yesterday she's been with the firm for three years. They're both full-time employees in terms of Victoria is an auditor. Um, Andrew is in our family wealth practice. And they've got full-time jobs and they take on a year-long effort to lead this program with all of our employees. And it's just amazing to see how they rally. We had 99% of our owners um, involved. We had over 80% of our employees contributing. Wow. And when you can see those types of numbers and involvement and participation, um, it really just tells you a lot about the heart and soul of our organization and our employees more importantly, and really how important it is 
to them to make a difference. Well, I know you and I have talked about the Birdies for Love program, and it was something extra more that you all wanted to do to get more involved, to raise more money. How did it all come that about, Andy? Yeah, originally it started with the Love Foundation, you know, back in 2010 and, the you know, the concept of Birdies for Love and really being able to get a lot of the local um, charities involved in the tournament and have that opportunity to make an impact. Um, you know, it was a couple years later that RSM had the opportunity to really step in with our employees and honestly, it just exploded from there. Yeah. Um, as our employees had the opportunity and they saw the impact and, and their increased involvement and you know, Rich, one of my favorite stories, when I moved to St. Louis four years ago, um, I challenged the office there. I said, okay, look, I, you know, I'm the executive in charge of this thing. we got to step up. we got to have our numbers be big. And it was fun. I challenged the office with a match um, up to $1,500 that as much as they raised, I would personally match it in addition to what our foundation was doing to have a big party in the office to celebrate. And if it tells you anything about our employees, when they stepped up and I said, all right, Let's make the match. They got back to me and said, we do not want a party. Would you be willing to fund us having a breakfast over at the not-for-profit we sponsored to recognize all of their employees and all of their wow. volunteers? So they took that idea and said, no, let's go over to the charity and really tell them how much we appreciate what they're doing, which it just tells you so much about our employees. So to give them that opportunity and for them to see that impact, and then when you bring it all together, um, you know, it just, it talk about a grassroots explosion. That, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, which was uh, probably not your intent at the beginning, but it just is cool because it exploded from the inside. It did. Yeah. It did. It was great. So, how did RSM and Sea Island, Davis Love all get together and y'all decided <laughs> we're going to have the RSM Classic? I wish I could say I was a brainchild behind it. I've just been <laughs> fortunate uh, eight years ago to inherit it. You know, um, there's always a plan. Um, and I would say this is an example of how there was a bigger plan that all came together for us all. You know, RSM historically, you know, previously McGlattery uh, was involved in what used to be, you know, the, the PGA scramble, uh, the team championship in Pinehurst. And the organization was looking for the opportunity to really get more involved in an event where we could get more of our clients actively engaged. Um, and that truly was about the time that Zach, um, was here talking to Davis and Davis was talking to the tour and saying, how great would it be to bring a PGA tournament to Sea Island? Um, and for any of your listeners who haven't been to Sea Island, um, it only takes one visit to go, yep, this makes a lot of sense. Yep. Why well, do not want to be here? Um, and it's just absolutely spectacular. And it really just kind of came together as the right fit. And, and honestly, Rich, I think that's what makes it so successful today. Yeah. Um, the cultural fit between the organizations mm -hmm the striving to give back, to make a difference and that's Sea Island Resort and Scott Stylin and his incredible staff. It's the Davis Love Foundation with Mark and Todd and John and the group, as well as our teams. And when you bring them all together, there's just, there's a common unity there. There's a common culture and desire. And those are three pretty powerful forces to start working together. Yeah. How busy is this week for you? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I watched your video the other day on Facebook and I was just mm -hmm. amazed at all the things I mean, it's just like boom, boom, boom. You know, it's just like one right after another, and it's just like it's you're on a roller coaster, and it keeps going down uh, in order for you to just be involved. Not not down, you know, but I mean, it just keeps going faster all week. Full speed, full speed. You know, it, it is. Um, 
extremely busy. Yeah. Um, I've heard the beds here at Seattle are extremely comfortable. I'll report back to you later. I have no idea. <laughs> um, no, I tell you, it's, um, it's busy. Uh, from the moment we get here to the moment we leave, but it's the best busy I've ever seen because you see the excitement and joy from our clients and our other visitors as they come. You see the excitement from the volunteers, from all of the folks in the community that are here. Um, yeah, so it's busy, but I'll also tell you, I've got the best staff anyone could ever ask for. Uh, between Heather Feger, who I know you know in the entire team, Catherine and Terry and the whole group, we've got about 10 to 12 folks that come here every year and put their heart and soul into this. And so, yeah, it's busy, but, you know, we have fun. And between getting to speak to great folks like you, we'll be out on the course today watching, um, speaking to some of the volunteers. Um yeah, so, you know, I sleep next week. This week's all about having fun and making an impact. Well, I know you played in the uh, Pro-Ams, and uh, normally in the past you've had some association with Chicago Cubs, and you've brought some of those guys in. But you, being from St. Louis, <laughs> you had Adam Wainwright here this week. I did, you know, I had a pretty special day. Um, I wish I could say the golf was special for me, but um, – <laughs> I did. I, I had a chance to play with Adam Wainwright, uh, who's just an incredible, um, incredible man. Um, such a giving man here in the Golden Isles community as well as in he St. Is. Louis. He is, yeah. Um, and that was exciting, but equally as exciting as Jackie Bradley Jr. played with us. And, um, you know, it's fantastic. A Milwaukee Brewer, former Boston Red Sox, but even more importantly, a Gamecock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a chance to, uh, to hang out with a fellow Gamecock and spend the day with him and just Again, one of the most gracious individuals I've met. So, hey, between the two of them and Scotty Scheffler, I saw some great golf. I'm not sure they would say the same about my swing, but I had a great time. Yeah, I watched him on the range, and Adam was just, I mean, he was tonning it off the range. So, Rich, the 18th hole, Plantation, Yep. he had 90 yards left after his drive. What? He had a 380-yard drive. <laughs> Oh my god. And then gosh. had a little 90 yard flip shot in from there. <laughs> and even Scotty Scheffler was standing there going, that cannot be his drive. He, <laughs> man, can he hit a golf ball? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, not importantly, just great guy. Oh my gosh. That is, uh, yeah, okay. So um, <laughs> the RSM is now 12 years old. Y'all are contracted through 2025. Uh, yes, RSM is going to be a teenager soon. Um, interesting to look at it that way. Um, you know, uh, what, what's in the future? I mean, I, I know there's more to do, but it seems like y'all come up with you and your team, even more things every year that just seem incredible that help you raise more money. Yeah. You know, um, gosh, if only I knew the answer to that. Um, but what I know is there'll be a lot more creativity coming and it's every year we sit down in January with the love foundation and we brainstorm for a day. And we think about what's coming and what's next. And, you know, there, there's so much more we can do with charity. I think working with organizations like yours and Matt Adams with Fair Ways of Life, I think there's a great opportunity to give your listeners a chance to give back. Sure. Um, through our global network, you know, we've got 42,000 employees globally. And I think given the reach of the tour and the tournament, there's an opportunity there. You know, to us, it's, it's what can we do? Um, to keep finding those opportunities to make a difference and to give everyone a chance to do that. So we're, you know, we're having some conversations around that. Um, the field, as you've noticed, just continues to get better and better every year. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of 
nice things you can say about the last 18 months, but I will say, you know, coincidence last year and having the rescheduled Masters the week before the RSM was great because it gave a lot of players the opportunity to come see. Sure. And, you know, Jason Day is a good example, was here and was back and was back with his family this week. And, you know, Justin Rose is back. And I think, you know, as more and more players get exposure to Sea Island, um, to the tournament, to the family nature of the tournament, I think we're just going to continue to see the field increase. And with that comes additional opportunities. So we're, you know, we're excited by what the um, the next four or five years hold and hopefully well beyond that. And Hopefully we're not going to hit our uh, our bad teenage years here. Hopefully they'll be good teenage years. No, I think you're uh, you're headed upward with that. I mean, there's probably going to be no problem with that. I've had a lot of people this week and all the weeks of the tournament ask me, what does RSM stand for? Now, I know what the M stands for, McGladry, but I don't know what the full RSM stands for. Yeah, so, you know, the... The historical answer would be RS and M were three of the original organizations, France, UK, and the United States, that came together as part of the global network. You know, Rich, that was 50 years ago. Um, and that's really, it's amazing to think that was then, you know, RSM in 2026 would be a 100-year-old organization founded wow. in Cedar Rapids. Um, it's amazing to think how much we've been focused on the middle market since then. But more importantly, when we talk about it today, you know, the three letters are just a nod to the history of the organization, but it's also looking forward. RSM, we want to and we will continue to be recognized as the leading advisory firm for middle market organizations globally. You know, for firms that are in that $50 million to $2 billion range that are looking to grow, looking to capitalize on opportunities in the marketplace, we offer that full suite of services from audit, tax, consulting, advisory to really help you think about what's going on. You know, how are the changes in the marketplace, whether it's supply chain, whether it's the current great resignation and the competition for talent and whatever it may be. How do you right. think about that from your business standpoint? And how do you plan not only for today, but for the future and do it with an advisor that's there that understands your business is really willing to lean into. So for us, it's, you know, the RSM is a, it's a nod to the past, but also looking forward to, uh, to really continuing to maintain dominance in the space. Well, looking at your future, I know that uh, Texas A&M means something special to you. I've seen you a couple times on Facebook. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, um, and I'll try not to get overly emotional here because um, it's Military Appreciation Day here at the RSM Classic. Yeah, so I've got, a, <clears throat> got two children. I've got a 16-year-old son in high school and uh, an 18-year-old daughter who, I couldn't be more proud of. She is at Texas A&M University in the Corps of Cadets, um, Air Force Squadron Three, the Thunderbirds. So she is, you know, those not familiar with A&M, the Corps is one of the more impressive programs I've, I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, 2,500 students that really fully commit to being part of the spirit of Texas A&M. Um, they've got all four branches of the military there and, and many go into the military, but about half of them don't. Half of them get that education and then use it um, further in the corporate America and in other ways. But so she's down there, um, a proud Texas Aggie. Um, in fact, she'll be in uniform today, marching into the field for their final home game with all of her squadron. And I just couldn't be prouder of her and everything she's doing and um, her, her passion for giving back and giving back to our country. Well, thank you for her service to be and for you being with us. 
and we just thank you for all the things that you do for our community and others uh, with RSM. Thanks, Andy. Likewise, Rich. Thanks for all you do to, uh, to support everything here at the tournament. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Andy Bozeman with uh, RSM, Chief Marketing Officer in the Cottage at Sea Island. Enjoy it. Enjoy the day, and good luck for the rest of the tournament. Next up is uh, Director of Golf at Sea Island, Brandon Veal, going to talk to us more a little bit about how to play, what holes to really look out for as we watch it on TV later today. Uh, but we want to talk to you first about Mizuno Golf. They always have the best irons in the game, and the JPX 921 series offers feel and performance to suit players of all skill levels. The new STG 220 driver offers maximum adjustability with a combination of three different tracks and two movable weights. And complete your bag with their brand new T22 wedges featuring three finishes to improve your short game and don't forget about their putters. You can't forget about that to complete your bag. But check out all that is new with Mizuno at MizunoGolf.com because nothing feels like Mizuno. Reach beyond. Have you had a chance to think about what you are going to do tonight for dinner? Well, I've got a great suggestion, as I do every week at CJ's Italian Restaurant. Check out their monthly specials created by the local elementary schools, and the kids will design their pizzas with the teachers. Part of the proceeds, if you pick those, goes back to the schools, so you're really helping the kids in our community. There are Food is unbelievable. The kitchen, and it's just great. It's made from scratch every morning, including the doughs, the breads, the sauces, the dressing, the toppings, meatballs. The list goes on and on and on. Produce is delivered fresh every day and prepared daily every day. Check out everything, including their salads, their sandwiches, their pastas, and their specialty dinners. Check out their full menu at cjsitalianrestaurant.com. Hi, this is Zach Johnson from the PGA Tour and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. We are now on the phone with Brandon Veal, the director of golf at Sea Island. Brandon, thanks for taking time to be with us on this busy, busy week for you. Good morning, Rich. How are you? Doing great. Another beautiful day at Sea Island. It is. It is always a beautiful day at Sea Island. So what is it like for you as the director of golf to have this PGA tournament that's now been here for quite a bit, uh, to have it here at Sea Island? Well, number one, it's an honor. And, uh, you know, it's a great, great event for not only the golf club and the members, but the whole community. And, and the Davis Love Foundation has done such a wonderful job of involving the community and giving back to the community, and I think it's been really embraced by everyone. And to show off our little uh, our little point and treasure here on the Georgia coast. Well, before we start talking about how to play the courses and how the wind's going to affect the scoring yesterday and today, let's uh, uh, ask you, how did it feel for you to be named by the PGA Professional of the Year? Well, it certainly is an honor. Um, you know, Rich, I've been doing this for a while, so maybe I'll, I'll laugh at some people. But <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, it's, it's very, very humbling to be recognized by your peers. And uh, I want to say that, you know, hopefully it's been doing a good job at Sea Island and recognized with that. And I'm very, very pleased. And I couldn't be more humbled. Well, all right, let's get now talk about the golf, the RSM, and the classic here at Sea Island. Uh, unbelievable scores on Thursday with almost, I mean, a, a perfect day to play golf. I mean, the course record was tied. Uh, Zach had a 61. 
Uh, not really surprising on such a perfect day like Thursday, but I was surprised that the course record was tied. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, or I guess however you look at it, uh, we had to kind of soften up the golf course on Thursday in preparation for what we knew was coming yesterday and today with the winds and, and everything else. But So it made it uh, very, very gettable for these guys, and of course they're if you give them soft conditions, uh, they're going to score very well. And so Thursday was a perfect storm of just beautiful weather, not a whole lot of wind, and perfect scoring conditions. Uh, so it, it was a little surprising that the scores, but then again, yeah, we kind of knew going into it that it was going to be very gettable. And then yesterday, the wind kicked up, temperature, a little bit of a change. Today, the wind's going to pick up and even more temperature change. Uh, do you think it's going to be similar play from yesterday to today, or do you think they'll get used to playing with these colder temperatures and the wind and maybe play better on seaside? I think we'll see very similar to yesterday. I, I think uh, Taylor Gooch was low yesterday with a 65 on seaside, which was really really good yeah uh, i didn't really expect that but you know i think we'll probably see that might be the low score today four or five under uh based on the conditions the greens are the greens are firming up and they're drying out no matter what we try and do so uh the wind's going to do that to them so they're going to be quick they're going to be a little bit firm um and i think it's going to play very much like yesterday all right, let's talk about Seaside because that's where the play is going to be this whole weekend, also TV today and tomorrow. Um, what holes on Seaside, and I don't, it depends on the pin position, it depends on how the wind is blowing, but in your opinion, what holes do you think are, get, are going to be the ones that the players are going to have a chance to make some birdies? Well, you know, I think, number one, I think if they can put it in the fairway, and that's, that's the critical thing on Seaside is to give yourself the best approach shot. Right. Uh, you know, almost every hole can can give them an opportunity. It'll pit, depend on the pin placements, as you well know. If it's the pins are tucked in the corners and just over bunkers, the players pretty much are probably going to play to a safe spot and give themselves, you know, 10 to 20 feet birdie putts. But any pin that's accessible, uh, if they're hitting it from the fairway with a anything from a seven iron eight iron to a wedge they're going to go right at those pins and then if the greens firm up like we think they're going to you know it's it's going to be interesting with the roll-offs and going down into the chipping swells and so it makes the guys play a little more careful but certainly the par fives going back to your question about birdies the par fives that they're playing downwind are very very gettable for birdies you might see a couple of eagles uh but all in all, I think you're going to see the guys play a little safe today. Do you think, uh, Brennan, that the scores are going to be similar to yesterday, as you said, four or five under, or do you think that the scores, uh, that the wind may be because the temperatures are a bit colder, uh, that it may change a little bit for today? Yeah, I think I think you got some guys, uh, you know, it's really bunched up. Um, you, you got 13 leading. But it's really bunched up uh, all the way down to 400 with the cut. So they're going to have some guys go for it. But I think the majority will try and play fairly safe today. Uh, so I don't see somebody going really low, although I would have said that when 
Tammy Ganey shot 60 on Sunday. Right. And, uh, these guys are just so good. If one of these guys gets hot, you know, they can they can make birdie after birdie after birdie. Well, the greens are running about 13 from my discussion with uh, Dylan. Um, I'm not sure if they're still at that point, but uh, how hard is it to putt on those greens, especially if the wind is blowing? Yeah, it makes a big difference, and that's one thing we have to be, and Dylan and his team have to be very conscious about, is if you get them too fast and you get this wind blowing, then you'll get balls start moving on the green, and it can cause some real issues for the whole tournament. So they've done a great job of, of softening them and slowing them down just a little bit, and that's what happened Thursday. We really had to start that on Thursday uh, to prepare for this. But it makes a big difference. You have to put that – all the players are going to have to put that into you know their planning and when they're reading putts to realize if they're downwind, if they're into the wind, if it's even left or right, it's going to have an effect on the putts. Right. Uh, if it's flowing you know, 18 to 20 miles an hour, which it's supposed to today, and even gusting a little more than that. Yeah, I, I know that Seaside's one of those courses where on several holes the wind does make a big difference. And Dylan was telling me, as, as well as Mike Shannon when he was here and Dr. Moe, is that you've got to put your ball in the right place. The pros have that opportunity. They have that game. They have that skill. But being beneath the hole is more important than definitely with these greens and the wind being above the hole. Without question. Yeah, especially if you're above the hole and it's a downwind, putting downhill, downwind, it, it can be treacherous. And trying to, you know, number one, just even two putts, stop it close, um, you know, it, it can be very difficult. So the guys, these guys are so good, that's what they, they're going to put the ball where they need to in the fairway, and then they're going to play pretty smart and put the ball where they need to on the green to give themselves the best opportunity. And then you got to – obviously, everybody's going to make mistakes, and it's how you recover from those mistakes uh, where I think you'll see the winner come out on Sunday. Well, I know you and I talked last year, and you said that Tommy Fleetwood told you that uh, on 14, which is a par 4, which usually plays above par for the average for the tournament, one day he hit a driver 9-iron, the next day he hit a driver 4-iron to the same hole, but it made the difference because of the wind. Absolutely. Uh, and it can change day to day. I think pretty much uh, we're getting sort of a north-northeast wind throughout. Uh, so it's not going to change a whole lot, but it did last year. And, and that's what Seaside's biggest defense is, the wind. Right. And, and if you get the wind kicking up, it makes a big change in your mind when you're out on the team getting ready to try and hit to figure out where you want to get to when from the fairway trying to figure out which club to hit. Do I want to hit high? Do I want to hit a punch shot? You know, all the different shots that you're trying to hit. So it really plays with your mind when you're trying to make all those decisions. Yeah, and it's also got to be great for you guys to have the fans back this year uh, as compared to last year. It was kind of quiet. Um, obviously, we did what we had to do, but it's kind of nice to invite and have the fans back this year to be able to walk around with their favorite players. Yeah, it was awesome. It's been great. I think Thursday was by far the biggest, busiest Thursday we've ever had. And uh, yesterday was fantastic. Looks like the weather's going to be really, really great today and tomorrow. So I see you know, the crowds coming out and just having a great time and enjoying the players and the golf course and everything else. 
How is it to work, Brandon, with RSM? I know that they are a great partner, and there's not so many great things that we could say about them. But from your standpoint, how great is it to work with such a company to sponsor the tournament? Well, RSM is fantastic, and not only this week, but throughout the year, they're just a, a great partner in what we do, along with the Davis Love Foundation, uh, Todd and Davis and Mark and their team. They are they are fantastic partners, and it really culminates in this week, but it's really throughout the whole year that uh, you know Andy and Joe and the team from RSM are just fantastic partners. Uh, you talk with many of the pros, and a, a lot of them come here with their families. I know Webb Simpson, uh, Paul Tesori, and uh, you know Jason Day. Uh, but it's got to be great to see this field grow. And, I mean, last year after the Masters, it was a great field. And this year, it seems that's continued with the addition of a guy by the name of Adam Scott. Yeah, uh, I think it's really neat. Last year was, I think, a big help for us to get, you know, right after the Masters and get a lot of the European guys that were not going back to play in Dubai and to get some of the bigger names to say, you know what, Sea Island's number one, the golf course is really, really good. The tournament's really great. The whole community is really great. And so I, I see us getting hopefully more and more of those big names, maybe not every year, but uh, putting it on the road to be able to come and play. And I think the facilities, the community, everything speaks for itself. And these people, you know, the, the pros really love coming here. Now, whether they're with their families, Obviously, it's a great place to bring your family, and I know Scott Stallings brought his family, and they're staying over at the Cloister, and a lot of the folks are doing that, and you know, some don't, and, but it's still a great place, and we're, we're just happy that they're all here and having a great time. Well, Brandon, we have to take a brief break. Please stay with us. We want to talk a little bit more about Davis making the cut and Zach in the hunt. Uh, we'll be back with more with Brandon Veal, Director of Golf at Sea Island on the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Hello, this is Harris English, PGA Tour player, and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys. Back, I'm on the phone with uh, Brandon Veal, the director of golf at Sea Island. And Brandon, were you surprised that there were several of our local guys who missed the cut by a couple of shots? Yeah, I really was. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of pluses and minuses for the guys. Obviously, you know, playing here and playing at home one is obviously they get sleep in their own bed stay at their house with their family the other the negative side is they they're being called on to do a whole a whole lot of different things right. outside of just play golf so yeah i think it's it's great to have a home game and then some other times maybe it's not as great to have a home game yeah it, it kind of breaks up their normal routine when they're away to be at home yeah exactly Exactly, and yeah, everybody wants to be down here and take their time, sponsor-wise, other stuff, and and so it's just a man. It's how they manage that, and I think you you hit it square on the head when you said it just changes their routine, and you got to be able to manage that. Uh, how cool is it for Davis to make the cut? I know I was watching, and I saw the cut at four. The, the time I was watching, it was uh, Davis was at three, but obviously he came back, and uh, it's great to have him. Uh, but he's also so busy, as we were talking to Andy and Todd about. Um, it's it's nice that he makes the cut, um, and Zach is just in contention. So locally, we've got a couple guys that 
may have a chance to finally win a tournament here at their own golf course. Yeah, you know, Zach and Davis are both RSM guys, so they are being pulled uh, you know, in a lot of different directions. Obviously, with Davis hosting the tournament, he's being pulled in a lot of different directions, but he's done this a lot of years. He's a veteran. He knows uh, you know, how to handle all of it, and I think it's great that he made the cut. I look for him to play well, and Zach, you know, the golf course, if there's a golf course in the world that sets up for Zach, um, you know, it's this golf course. You know, it's it's not a, you're not going to be, a, a bomber's not going to have a whole lot of headway in, over everybody else. So the wedge game, putting, uh, which is right in Zach's alley. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that Zach can have another great day today, put himself right at the top of the leaderboard going into Sunday. Yeah, I had a chance to uh, a caddy for the amateurs on Monday and Wednesday. And Monday we had we were in Zach's group, and just very casually, you know, just playing like he normally does. He hit every green, every fairway on Monday. I think he shot three or four under. Um, just I was amazed at how accurate he was, and it looked like the Zach of old. Yeah, and I think the difference, you know, if Zach, if he hits the fairways and he'll play a little, probably my guess, he'll play a little bit safer today than some of the other guys. And, you know, if the other guys, if they pull off the shots, then great. But if they miss the shots, it's bogey, double bogey, where Zach will probably give himself some decent birdie putts, but there'll be some safer birdie putts. How special is your relationship with Davis? I know we've got a picture up now with you and Davis and the Ryder Cup, but uh, uh, you guys have really grown closer over the years, and it's it's just kind of neat to have him here at our golf course. Well, people ask me all the time, you know, what kind of is, what kind of guy is Davis really like? And I said, he is exactly the person that you see. Yeah, um, he is the most unassuming, the most giving, the most kind person. Uh, that I that I really that I've ever met, and he is the consummate person, consummate golf professional. I think you know all the golf professionals that live here uh, now fo- follow what Davis has done, and he's such a great example for everything. And so I think we're extremely blessed. The Allen is blessed, but the whole community is blessed to have someone like Davis Love the Third and his whole family, uh, you know, be here and be a part of this community. Yeah, one of my, uh, uh, the guy who came to the tournament a couple days ago, a friend of mine from Raleigh, uh, Donnie Dar, sent in a text this morning and uh, just wanted to know that, you know, is is Davis for real, which you just confirmed that he was, but, uh, you know, how much he changed what Plantation looked like, and uh, Seaside is still Seaside, and that is the premier golf course that we've got. Yeah, I think, you know, when we, when we made the decision to have Mark and Davis and uh, Scott Sherman design Plantation, I tell you, it was so much fun and a little bit different in that Mark especially was basically here every single day. And so there were little changes going on, and, and it was fun for me to get to be a part of those changes and to, you know, give whatever little input I could give. But, you know, Davis being on a tractor, uh, on a yep. bulldozer out yep. there, he would call me, and we'd ride out in his truck and look at number 14 green. And, you know, I had an idea of doing something. His idea was a little different. 
and neither one of them turned out to be exactly what number 14 is. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, and, and I learned a lot. Uh, certainly I'm not an architect, but I learned a lot. that There's a lot more underneath the hood than just drawing out a, a golf course. And those guys, it was so much fun, and they did such a wonderful job with Plantation. And the, the green complexes are what really set Plantation apart, as you know. And, you know, it's a very playable golf course. Uh, but you can you can make it difficult for the tour press. You bet. Well, BV, thank you for being with us. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Rich. Take care, bud. See you later.